Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Too Smart for This, a show that helps ambitious women master the art of the unwind through smarter self-care essentials. Welcome to our very first Sunday episode. I noticed that there were not a lot of podcasts that upload on Sundays, and on Sundays I'm like trying to do a reset, trying to have a moment. So I don't know what to name these episodes. At first I was like Sunday Sermon, but I was like, okay, you're not Jesus Christ. And then I was like, okay, maybe Sunday Spiel, Sunday Solos. I don't know, but I want to do a couple of things that I don't always get to do in our guest or in our longer solo episodes, which are tell you about my current favorites, some Q&A with the audience, as well as give you life updates. Because sometimes it feels a little weird to give a life update when I have a guest on or when I'm trying to do like an in-depth solo situation on there. But I've been getting lots of questions and I kind of just want to like be able to talk about my life on here without it getting weird. So We'll start off with probably some smart and superficial tips of the week, which is a segment we used to do. And then we'll jump into a life update followed by a Q&A. So I asked you all questions on Instagram and I'm going to choose one every week to dive deep into. So I think this will be fun. I honestly just was sitting with myself after I got back from Europe and I was thinking about what actually really matters to me. I noticed I was having a really hard time creating short form video content, which is kind of like how I grew a lot of my audience like on TikTok. I have just been really struggling really this entire year with being consistent and enjoying TikTok. I don't even enjoy scrolling on TikTok anymore. I just feel like it's just, I actually don't spend time scrolling anymore. And it's, I think that's part of the reason I don't like it anymore, but I don't know. And so I was thinking to myself, like as a creator, like why am I on TikTok? If I'm not enjoying it, like what do I actually really enjoy doing? And it was the podcast. So I'm going to spend more of my time on here as opposed to on something that doesn't really align with how I'm feeling right now. And I think that's okay. So things change. Who knows? I'm still going to be active on TikTok, but I'm much more active on Instagram. I just prefer Instagram to TikTok. And I know that's like a hot take these days, but my TikTok algorithm just doesn't care about me. I don't know. It's weird. So with that being said, let's actually get into the meat of the episode, which is my current smart and superficial tips of the week. So my smart tip of the week is a new book that I just finished reading. Now, I didn't read it. I listened to it on Audible, um, but I'm the type of person who needs to have the book physically if I really like it and on Audible. So the re- you'll know I really like this book because I ordered it physically too. And that is The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control. I'm not going to lie to you guys, when I first saw this book on the table at the bookstore a couple of months ago, I was like, hell no, I can't look at this. Um, I was like, I just know that this is going to be too much. Like, I cannot, like, I knew it was calling me out with the title and I was like, shit. Through a series of other events and projects, I've been thinking about perfectionism a little bit more. So I decided to listen to it for research purposes for a different project I'm working on. And it kind of changed my life. I've never felt so seen in a book at all. Um, I think because I've done a lot of other like therapy work and stuff like that, I was able to admit to myself that I was a perfectionist pretty recently, but I was never really able to figure out what to do with that other than suppressing my perfectionism and just kind of being like, oh my God, I'm a perfectionist. Like it's ruining my life. Like that that was kind of like the extent of recognizing it 
But what this book does is breaks down the different types of perfectionists. There's many different types. You may be a perfectionist and not even recognize it because for me, I'm a perfectionist, but I, I classify myself as a procrastinator perfectionist. So I'm not always like doing everything 24-7 that I think I should be doing, but I'm still a perfectionist. And then there's classic perfectionists who are the people who like Miranda Priestly that you would know, like an intense perfectionist. So seeing that all broken down really helped me. And then she also gives lots of great re- ways to harness your perfectionism in a positive way as opposed to you letting it ruin your life. So I love this book. I'm going to reach out to the author. I really hope we can get her on the podcast. Um, I'm going to do a more in-depth like podcast episode later next month maybe about the entire perfectionism world. And yeah, but if you are someone who struggles with perfectionism, you've got to get this book. My superficial tip of the week is my Lululemon outfits of the day. I never really let myself get into like Lululemon. I don't know why, but then all the girls sort of started talking about Lulu on the gram, on TikTok, stuff like that. And I had had a few pieces from them that I've had since last year, like their biker shorts and their Align leggings that I love so much. But today I want to talk to you about the Align top. I don't think that there's anything else in my closet that makes my boobs look as good as the Align top from Lululemon. Like, I love the biker shorts. I'm wearing them right now. I like the six inch and the longer ones. I have both. They're both amazing. And I love the Align leggings. I just think that, and I have the Wonder Unders too. The Align is supposed to be just for like walking and yoga. And then the Wonder Unders are actually for working out. And that's a very important distinction to make. And so I use, but I have both of them and I love all of them. My favorite thing from them is that aligned tank top because it's so flattering. I feel so good about myself on my little hot girl walks. I feel good looking in the mirror. Like I just am obsessed. I feel like with workout tops, especially if you're someone who has, I don't know, like doesn't love their arms or doesn't love their stomach or doesn't love their boobs. Like it's kind of difficult because everybody just goes around in sports bras. And if you're not 1 million percent flat abs, walking around in a sports bra isn't always your favorite thing to do. Certainly not mine. I haven't gotten to that place with my body yet. So I love the Align top. I just think it's really flattering on every body type and check it out. I think I'll link it down below. Now let's jump into a life update. So I got back from Europe about a week and a half ago and it was a great trip. Jeff and I went to Europe. Jeff is my boyfriend of six years if you're new here. We went to Europe for a month. It was a dream trip that we had been dreaming about since November when we were both really burnt out and I was really depressed. And we both left our jobs and were able to go to Europe for a whole month, which was really fun for me. I most loved Paris. It was absolutely incredible. I want to move there. I'm obsessed. We also loved Portugal, which was surprising. I honestly did not care about Portugal before we left because I was kind of in the mindset of, I want to do the big travel destinations and then go into smaller, more niche ones. But Portugal actually really surprised me, Porto especially. And we weren't even going to go to Porto. The only reason we went is because we were going to go to the Formula One race in Northern Italy that was canceled because of flooding. And obviously we couldn't go anymore because it was like a natural disaster. So we flew to Porto instead, and I absolutely loved it. So I highly recommend that. It's a pretty cheap destination as well, Porto and Lisbon both. Lisbon was a little much for me, and it was really hot, so I don't know about that, but I loved Porto, and they have really great beaches as well. We also did the Amalfi Coast. Girl, I'm never going back to the Amalfi Coast. Hell no. Absolutely not. It was not 
it it was so touristy and gross. We stayed in this beautiful palazzo in a tiny hotel that was incredible. And we stayed in a very small town on the coast instead of on in Positano or Amalfi, which was really smart because those places were just tourist traps. I just don't really like Italy. Plus, it was just uncomfortable to be black there. So maybe I'll go back. There's like millions of places in Italy, but like the Amalfi Coast, I just don't think I'll be going back to. I do really want to try Lake Como, but not until I'm rich because it's expensive to be out there. And we also went to the south of France, which I really, really loved. Overall, great travel experience. You can listen to my like episode about planning for travel and stuff to hear more about our trip. I'm also working on getting vlogs up for you all. Um, I vlogged everything, but it's so much footage that my editors like got to get through all of it. So those will be going up pretty soon as well. Otherwise, I am headed to go to school this fall. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm, a, I'm, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And I'm so tired of saying that word about my life, but I guess I just didn't expect there to be so much preparation involved. So we have to take and pass three like exams before we start. So one is a writing exam, one is a basic math exam, one is an accounting exam, and that's just so we can start school. Like you don't place out of anything just because you're in those classes. Like you got to get that all done and we have to get that all done by the end of this month, by the end of June. We also have to get all of our loans in place. We have to get all of our forms and everything sent into the offices. And they sent this on June 1st, which is right when I got back and my family came to visit. Oh yeah, other life update. My family came to visit. And it's just a little bit much with that combined with like working on the two classic launch. So the two classic, the terry cloth version of the two cozy robe is finally ready and shipped. One day I will tell you the story of why it took so long, but it's finally ready and shipped. So I want to launch that like later in the summer. So prepping for that launch, doing my normal content and doing all this random stuff for business school is a lot. Obviously everybody else has full-time jobs and is working on that too. But I guess I just kind of thought that this month of June would be a little bit more chill for me. But as I say, like I thrive when I'm super busy. So I do think that it's probably a good thing for me. And I think that's why I'm going to be more productive and stuff like that when I'm in business school. Because ever since I quit my job in in February, I've felt so weird. Like I just, it's so hard for me to get myself to do anything. And that really surprised me because I'm such an ambitious and driven person. But when I'm not in a structured environment, it's hard for me to actually manage my time and set boundaries. So it's a first world problem by all means, but it's definitely just a surprising one. In terms of school, I am very excited to go to school primarily for the community. And we have our very first MBA trip coming up in two weeks from now. We're going to Tulum. I'm going back to Tulum, girlies. I went to Tulum last May with my friends for my friend's 25th birthday party. And it was so much fun. But this time I'm going with a group of 150 other MBA students. So this is for something called MLT. So if you want to get an an MBA and you are a black or brown professional, you should definitely apply to MLT's MBA prep program. I did not do this program, but I did MLT MBA. I, I did MLT career prep when I was in college, when I was an undergrad, and I made so many great friends from that. It was such a top tier experience, and it's what helped me get my job at Google 100%. But the MBA prep program um, essentially is like for the year and a half pre applying and helps you apply to your MBA, get funding, blah, blah, blah. 
And I didn't do that program because I did deferred enrollment, obviously. I did an episode about that in the past if you're, you have questions about it. But I did deferred enrollment, and so I didn't have that cohort of people who I was applying to schools with, that those other black and brown people. But I made friends with a couple of them when I was at the Wharton Admit Weekend earlier this year, and they invited me to their annual trip called Seminar Zero, which is basically where everyone goes to, on this trip to celebrate getting into their MBA programs before they start. It's not all Wharton people. Um, it's a mix of people from tons of different schools. And I'm so excited about it because part of the reason that it's like so great to get an MBA is obviously the community that you're building in the classroom and at your school. But it's just a really cool, unique opportunity to be able to do that with other Black students from other schools too. So people from Harvard, people from Booth, people from MIT, all are going to be there. And I think that's going to be really fun to just like build that network. Yeah. So lots of travel stuff coming up. That's kind of my life update for this week. There's a lot going on and I am excited, but hopefully by next week, I'll feel a little bit more grounded with all of my Wharton prep stuff and I won't be as frantic about everything. Next up, let's get into our Q&A section. So this was fun for me. There were a, a ton of different questions. Some of them were things that I answered in my life update. So I wanted to touch on one that I get pretty often, which was, how do you be so consistent? How am I so consistent? I think this is very annoying for a lot of people to hear, but I'm not consistent. Like I said, I haven't posted consistently on TikTok probably this whole year. My YouTube, not as consistent. Probably the number one thing I'm consistent with is this podcast and posting on Instagram. And I think that just goes to show that those are the things that matter most to me. I'm oftentimes not as consistent with my wellness practices, not super consistent with reading as much as I would want to. But I guess I am consistent with the things that I've built really strong systems around. And that's what I think the answer to this question is, is where I am consistent in my life. It's because I've sat down, I've looked at my habits, and I've created ways to manage my energy and time that serve being able to be consistent, even though I'm not always feeling it. I struggle with ADHD. I struggle with a chronic illness. I struggle with depression sometimes. And I can't always feel ready to create. I don't always feel like I want to go to the gym. I don't always feel like drinking three liters of water a day. But I've created very strong systems that really help me get these things done. So I want to give you a couple examples of that. I also want to say that I've created my consistency habit sort of from scratch. I grew up in a super chaotic household where everything was always a mess and my parents didn't necessarily prioritize like making your bed every day or something. So that was something I had to teach myself when I went to boarding school was to make my bed every day, to clean my dorm every single day, to do my reading every day and things like that. I had to learn myself really young. And whenever I feel like I can't be consistent with something, I look back at my childhood or I look back at a time in my life where I had to implement a new habit and I successfully did it. So that was making my bed for a while. That was doing my readings in college. And that was being consistent with my homework in high school. Those were things you learned how to do. And so if you did it then, you can do it with, say, drinking more water or taking your vitamins every day. And there's also tons of ways that you can make your life easier that we don't always think of all the time. So some of the systems that I'm talking about here, I'll just talk about my systems with the podcast, for example. 
I have a weekly checklist that I make of everything I need to do to make sure the podcast runs smoothly. So writing an episode, recording an episode, editing an episode, pulling clips for the episode, blah, blah, blah. All these things are written down and I just go back every week to look at that list and get it all done. I also have a pretty good idea of how much time it's going to take me to do all these things. So I can successfully block that off in my calendar, get it done. And then I have a sense of pride that I accomplished it. And that feels good. The other part of this is the systems that I use for failure. So we all know that we have an ideal way to do things, you know, but what happens when it doesn't get done? We also need to equally think about that prospect because it's kind of 50 50 you know what I'm saying so what I do is when I feel really inspired by podcasting that's when I'm going to record a bunch of episodes so that on the weeks when I'm depressed on Fridays which are my broadcast days I don't have to record and edit an episode and in fact I can just make go into the vault and pull that and we'll be fine so I think that's what's really helpful is not only creating systems for when you are ready and excited and motivated, but creating fail-safes for when you're not. Another thing, way that I do this is with the gym and with my supplement taking, blah, blah, blah. So with the gym, that's something that I have struggled to be consistent with for a long time. And I'm pretty consistent with it now, save for going to Europe for a whole month and not working out. But I basically am like, okay, if you don't go to the gym today... One, it just doesn't feel good to not go to the gym. There's like an endorphin that comes from working out that you can't get anywhere else. And as someone with very fragile mental health, it's so necessary to go to the gym, like whatever. Anyway, if I don't feel like going all the way to the gym, I know that I have a 30-minute or a 20-minute or a 15-minute YouTube video that I can watch that's doing a workout in my apartment. And when I really don't want to go, I'm going to do that because I'm going to work on my strength five days a week, no matter what. And you cannot take that from me, you know? And so that's what's helpful too, is I've I've built in the ideal is that I walk all the way over (laughs) like this long ass walk to the gym. I do a 40 minute strength workout and 12, 330. And then I shower, I steam and I come home, but that's a two hour endeavor. If that's not possible because I had a bunch of things come in last minute to my inbox then a 15-minute yoga flow in my the hallway of my studio apartment is going to have to do, you know? So you got to create things for when you are good and when you aren't good. And a lot of times you won't be able to create a fail-safe option until you failed, until you're like, okay, why do I keep failing at this? So say it's drinking water. Why do I keep failing at drinking three liters of water a day? And then you realize it's because you're out of the house all the time. And you're like, oh my God, it's because I'm out of the house all the time and I'm carrying this tiny little bag and I don't like buying water bottles. So you know what I need to do? Maybe I invest in a cuter bag with a water bottle in it. Um, with, or Maybe I invest in a cuter bag that fits a water bottle or I invest in a water bottle I'm comfortable bringing around with me. And that's why, and, and, and at that point, I'll be able to drink all my water every day. And so you've got to like fail a little bit so that you can figure out how to be more consistent too. So I want us to all reframe failure from being like a bad thing that we beat ourselves up for into being something that we use as a learning experience to just be better moving forward and be happy about. 
So the other little thing about consistency is that I try to make things as easy for myself as possible. And this is by using all the technology and resources that are at my disposal. For example, writing show notes for the podcast, I just like can't do that. I just don't like doing it. So for a while, the show notes were not very good. So that was something I outsourced to my assistant, which was really helpful. If you can do that at work and you have someone you work with that maybe has more strengths than you do, that's a great way to actually help yourself help a little bit better. The other thing that I do is I use my little smart speakers in my home to give me reminders to do things whenever I need to do them. So for example, taking my supplements was something that I started being really important to me when I went off of birth control in February. And I'm proud to say that I do a pretty good job of taking them. But for a while, I was only taking them at night. And I had supplements I needed to take in the daytime, like B12, because they help with your energy. And if you take that at night, you're just not going to sleep as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, I keep forgetting to take these in the daytime. So what I did was I set a reminder on my smart speaker to remind me every single day at 11.30 a.m. to take my supplements because you have to take them with food as well. And that's usually when I eat. And um, from then, that's what helped me actually start to implement it. And what's cool is if you have um, an Amazon one, I'm not saying the name because she will go off, then you can have it send you text alerts and phone alerts when you get a reminder. So that way you, even if you're out of the house at that time, you'll get the reminder to do whatever it is you need to do. Uh, So having that, taking everything out of your brain that doesn't need to be there is a really great way to be more consistent as well. And that way... You just make it easy for yourself. I mean, it's important and it's helpful. And I don't know. I just really don't. I like, I really like streamlining things. One of my perfectionist gifts is like streamlining things, making things more efficient, making things better. And that's what I like to do when I'm using things like the Google tasks feature or my smart speakers or my water bottles, stuff like that. So With all that being said, that's sort of how I'm consistent is I create great systems for myself and I create great fail safes for myself. So these are little personal um, priorities, personal policies that I have for myself to just make it a lot easier to get things done. But I also, but like, like I said in the beginning, I'm not consistent with everything I want to be consistent with. um, And that's okay. I kind of just forgive myself for that and know that like, it's all in the universe's timing. You know what I'm saying? You can't really, you win some, you lose some, you know? So that being said, thank you all for listening. I hope you liked this little solo Sunday episode. Um, Maybe we'll call it solo Sundays, solo spiels. Let me know, DM me and tell me what you think it is. uh, What do you think a good name is? Everything I talked about will be linked down below per usual. Um, I love you so much. And don't forget that you are too smart to not love yourself.